Hello, couch potatoes, and welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears, where you find out that I'm a giant liar and Dan and I are both lazy as fuck. With me today, Dan Brinnick. Dan, what's up, babe? Uh, Shalomi Mahomies. Fucking hell, why do I keep inviting you back when you just do things to annoy me? Because uh, I'm the easiest guest you could possibly ever schedule. In more ways than one. So... I mentioned last episode that you and I were going to be talking about the 1994 series, The Amazing Spider-Man. That turned out to be a lie. So, like, we watched, I think, 12-ish episodes and then got real lazy on it. And so then we decided we're going to review Clickbait, which is a series we watched for your show, um, like, a week ago. Well, kind of for my show, because... Remember, I didn't have to do it for a main review topic. It was just like, hey, this is here. I hear some crazy shit about it. Let's watch it for some reason. It was like a, a Lupin scenario where it was like, oh, I can't. Let's, yeah, let's randomly watch Lupin. And we enjoyed it. And so that's yeah. kind of why we're doing this, too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll probably get to Spider-Man at some point. But the next show that you and I remembered we wanted to do is the OA. So that'll probably be our next one. That's true. And David Powell will, like, cream in his pants when he hears that. Also, I don't know if The Amazing Spider-Man lends itself very well to binge-watching, if we're being honest. Well, right, because it was, what, 23 minutes uh, on Saturday morning cartoons. You'd watch one episode a week and then move on. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I feel like it'd be like Power Rangers, if, you, if uh, anyone remembers exactly the Power Rangers episodes. Like, it's exactly what I was thinking. I spoilers for this i think it holds up better than power rangers does but uh not by a ton i mean we can talk about it for a minute because i've uh, i do not have a ton of exposure to spider-man as a comic book character so i'm not super familiar with his his villains and their backstories and their interactions so i did enjoy from that aspect i think in each episode for the most part you get a new villain and their introduction and like so i enjoyed that and there was a lot of lesser known characters that i was marginally familiar with that i got to see on screen so that was fun sure but yeah see see rhino's ass crack the whole the whole show oh my god how did he not have a full-on dong outline with how tight his costume (laughs) is and he was just hanging out in his costume the whole time yeah fucking i think norman osborne calls me is like (laughs) what do you want and he's he's just there in his fucking costume he's just waiting to be fucking called up Get off the bench, Rhino. We got a job for you. Keep your dingling away from kids' height faces. Words. All right. Um, Dan, is there any shows that you have watched since the last time you were on that you would like to mention or acknowledge? When was the last time I was on? Was it? WandaVision. Oh, it was WandaVision. 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 Uh, we've been watching What If. Uh, and uh, it's okay. I know a lot of people love it, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I can see it, but like, and you already know my big hang up on the show is fucking the voice acting is so bad at times. Like, uh, I, I complained throughout the entire uh, Doctor Strange episode at how uninterested Benedict Cumberbatch seemed to uh, be as he was doing that episode. I mean, he seemed like he was recording from the middle of taking a poo. Yeah, yeah, I like. 90% sure they like caught him on a lunch break and were like, Hey, can you do an episode for us? And he's like, Yeah, sure, I guess. And then that was his energy that he brought into the episode. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. I've watched a lot. I'm a little bit of a psycho and have like, Yes, 
multiple shows that I'm watching at once. So I'm just going to see what... Oh, shit. That's the wrong list. Hold up. So I have been watching... I watched F-Boy Island. I'm watching Only Murders in the Building, Nine Perfect Strangers, Curb Your Enthusiasm, What If, Sex in the City, and Dawson's Creek a little bit. I haven't watched Dawson's Creek in a couple weeks, though. And then I've been watching some movies, too. So, yeah. I'll talk a little bit more about um, a couple of the shows I've been watching because they're on my list of TV shows that have premiered in 2021. So, if you want, we can talk about... I mean, it's kind of weird to do a screenshot or like a look back at the year that we're currently in, but that's what we're going to do right now. Are you ready? Technically, we did it for WandaVision as well. Uh, Yeah, we did. uh, I don't think you had much to say because I think that finished up in like March and like the year hasn't even happened yet. Well, I've got some stuff now. Okay, so TV, Nine Perfect Strangers, which is another David E. Kelly series starring Nicole Kidman. He was the big little lies guy. Um, And then Only Murders in the Building, both of them are releasing episodes weekly on Hulu. I really enjoy Only Murders in the Building, which is shocking because I typically despise Martin Short, but I I like this one a lot. And then we mentioned WandaVision, and the other one that premiered this year that I've watched was White Lotus on HBO, which was kind of bonkers. I mentioned it last episode. It's it's a wild ride. Okay, the movies. (sighs) fucking malignant we just watched that last week and yep. M- i'm angry about it yeah also, i mean go we, ahead. like all of our friends are like oh my god i can't believe how great this movie is and i'm just like what? yeah uh, people like, like that yeah the the no. people in our group like gerald obviously because gerald uh has a mental problem uh you know uh, other people in that like two peas group are all like this is a fucking great movie i loved it it's so cheesy it's a throwback to the 80s b movies i'm like yes it is but it doesn't have any of that feel like it like it's just the the plot of an 80s b movie with like no film grain or anything like if you're doing a send-up of 80s b movies uh go all out four by three aspect ratio film grain all that shit I I just and it was it was it grossed me out. There was a lot of parts of it that I feel like I just couldn't look at. It was just gross. Although the the scene in the police station is probably like top five scene of the year. I feel like I've blocked it out already. I'm okay with not revisiting it. Uh, other movies that came out that year: He's All That, Godzilla <laughs> vs Kong, and F Nine: The Fast Saga. Which uh, I went to go see in theaters. I the, know, that's why I, I put it on here. Three movies I saw in theaters this year. It was what, Cruella? We went to yeah. Cruella because uh like we both just got vaccinated and we're like, fuck it, let's go celebrate the fact that we can go to the movie theaters without masks on. And then uh I went to I kept to see... my mask on for the most part, except for when we were eating snacks out of my purse. Then I went to see F nine by myself because you didn't want to go see it. And well, then, no, because it didn't line up easily with my work schedule, and I was not trying to like put in effort to go to the theater. Yeah. And then, or to hold you back. And then uh, Army of the Dead, which I saw in theaters. The movie that you like the least that you've seen three times, or however you worded that. I the it's the worst movie I've seen at least three times. Yeah, the ritual used to be that, but that one grew on you. Oh yeah, the ritual's a great movie now. Is it? Oh, yeah. I've only seen it once. I don't watching know. watching it. We can watch it for spooky season. That's what I planned on doing. Obvi. Okay, so music. I am utterly unfamiliar with music 
from this year. So I just picked the first four songs that were listed. Um, so we've got Montero, a.k.a. Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas. Yep. Good for L- you. No, and- Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Uh, shout that- out to Space oh. Weather. They did a, a cover of uh, Montero by Lil, Lil Nas X. Okay. I just Actually, like that he's getting fucking tight assholes, like, all fucking irritated. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Uh, well, I mean, he's gay, uh, and that's, like, his big marketing point. Like, he got he got famous off of, like, being good, and then he leaned into being gay, and now and he's just like, all oh. about making everyone uncomfortable. I love it. Uh, then Olivia Rodrigo has two songs, Good For You and Driver's License, and okay. then something I, called hold on. Peaches by Justin Bieber. Now, hold on, because uh, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, her Good For You song, apparently sounds like Paramore's Misery Business. Which one's that? Uh, I don't want to sing Misery Business for you, but it's well, like damn. the song Paramore is known for. And I'm like, no, it's not. I've I've listened to both songs. I listen, I listen to Misery Business constantly, because that's a really good song. Fucking okay. good for you is nothing like Misery Business. I don't know what everyone's fucking smoking, but uh, you're all insane people. And tune in for another one of Dan's really weird, strong opinions. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so pop culture. We have had the Friends reunion, which I didn't watch. I also didn't watch, because no one gives a shit about that show. That show sucks. The Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah, which I didn't watch. Because uh, th- uh, no one gives a shit about the royals. Uh, I accidentally killed Prince Philip by watching The Crown. That's true. And the Free Britney movement has been gaining steam with many championing her case, and it's now looking like it's making some progress. And she's engaged, so if any of that's real, good for her. Uh, update on that, too. Uh, Netflix released a trailer for, or like, a te- an, an announcement for a trailer. Uh, which, uh, if you're a media company, don't make an announcement of an announcement. Just make the announcement. Uh, it's called Fact. Britney versus Spears, uh, which is likely going to be a docu series or a documentary about the Britney Spears conservatorship, which is interesting and very prescient. Uh, other things that happen, other people, other celebrities you killed, Ed Asner. <laughs> I did kill Ed Asner. He was in like three things that I was watching. It was Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then. Two other oh, he was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm that I watched, and then something else. Yeah, and then uh, he died right after. Yeah, he yeah he he voices J. Jonah Jameson in uh, Spider Man, which yeah. it, looking at it now, that fucking voice cast for Spider Man is insane because it also has Hank Azaria as Eddie Brock, and then it's also got Mark Hamill in there for somebody. I forget who he is, but he's definitely oh, in there. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, back when he was trying to actually be good at voice acting. Well, he still sounds a lot like the Joker, but that's fine. Well, right. And that's the problem is that he only has one voice and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's the, one of the best of all time. I mean, he does that one voice really well. I mean, yeah. But also. Like in the Batman Arkham Asylum game, when he voices the Joker, it's fucking creepy as hell. I mean, yeah. In, in I mean, Arkham Knight is pretty. He's pretty fantastic in that, too. And I'm not, I'm never going to take away from his Joker performances, except for maybe the killing joke, where I didn't think he was giving it uh, everything. We are not going. We don't acknowledge the killing joke because they I, completely fucked that story up. I I went to see it in theaters. I was so excited. Well, I was like, oh, my I got God. It on now. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill one more time as Batman and Joker. I can't wait. And then they fucked it up by yeah. because Bruce Timm's a fucking weirdo. 
Yeah, but I like his style of drawing. That's all I'll give him. But uh, like he draws one woman body type and he has yes, three it's men one body woman types. with different outfits. Like they all look exactly the same, but I still like it. It's fun. Yeah. It's a nice aesthetic. Okay. So clickbait as a 2021 limited series on Netflix. It's eight episodes with a total runtime of six hours and eight minutes, rated 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and it was written and created by Tony Ayers. The summary is uh, as follows. When family man Nick Brewer is abducted in a crime with a sinister online twist, those closest to him race to uncover who is behind it and why. It stars, oh God, Zoe Kazan or Kazan? Kazan. Uh, Kazan, yay. Betty Gabriel, Phoenix, Ray, Rally, I think is, I can't read my own handwriting. Maybe it's Ray. Maybe that's an E. And then Adrian Grenier, best known from Entourage and the Melissa Joan Hart movie, Drive Me Crazy. All right, so Bubby, what do you like about this series? Um, Sorry, I'm looking up Tony Ayers first because I wanted to see what else he did because I'm actually surprised I haven't seen him before let me okay, see okay well then i'll talk while well, you're okay that i'll talk about what i like about the series sure there are a lot of different <gasps> twists and red herrings and stuff like that to kind of keep you guessing throughout there's a lot of you know dead end leads and a lot of things that you think are going to be the end game that turn out to just be a step along the way and i enjoy that um i like that each episode focused on a different character and will slowly reveal more of the story and then i also kind of like that they gave it kind of like an unbelievable vibe where when nick is first presented in the video everybody kind of assumes he's guilty and are more concerned with the alleged crimes that he's committed than they are with finding him and like we're all ready to assume that he's guilty and like i believe the worst in him so i kind of like a lot of that all right what, what did you find so i had to gasp because i was like oh that's why i like this show uh, so Tony Ayers is uh, is the creator of one of my favorite Netflix. Uh, well, it's an ABC as an Australian broadcasting company shows, but uh, Netflix distributed it in everywhere else. Uh, Glitch. Oh, he's from Glitch. Yeah, he's the creator of Glitch, which makes oh, perfect shit. sense as to why I like the show, because what I like about Glitch is what I like about this show. Normally, the, the lazy thrillers of today. Now I'll do the, hey, things happen at the beginning of the episode, things happen at the end of the episode, and nothing else happens for, like, 40, like 40 minutes. In the meat. Yeah. In the meat of, of the show. So you're like, oh my god, I just want something to fucking happen. This show has a sprinkled throughout. Like, yeah, it still has the hook for both, like, the beginning and the end, but, like, there's still information being revealed throughout, like, all parts of the episode. It's fantastic. The other thing I like is, like, also... This is also how I know the guy did glitch. And now everything is clicking into my head. Uh, he focuses each episode on a different character uh, and tells the story from their perspective. I mean, yeah, they still flash back and forth between different like perspectives. Uh, like so, Kazan's basically the main character, but like there's the the reporter episode where it's like just about him like figuring out more information, like what he'll do to 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 find out more information, and like that's interesting because like you're like oh. It's really weird that they're focusing on the supporter for the first four episodes. Like, why, why are they like, somebody uh, talk to me, please do something. And then they give him a full episode. Yeah. So I actually rewatched the first two episodes when I got home today while I was doing prep work because we Treated. decided 
Well, yeah, we decided to review this after we had watched it, so I hadn't taken any notes throughout, and I kind of wanted... And so, anyways, like, I didn't realize how much Ben Park was peppered throughout the early episodes. Like, I wasn't paying any attention to him, but now that I'm aware of him, he was able to get on my nerves way sooner. So that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe me, I noticed I noticed him immediately. It's It, it was very much a... Why are we focusing on Ben Park at all? Like he's he just seems like a paparazzo type that we shouldn't give a shit about. That's why I knew like eventually we were going to get an episode with Ben Park. Well, that and on the subtitles they gave him a name and that was a good indication as yeah, well. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, also like he could have been like featured in a later episode, but yeah, that is a good point like with the sub the subtitles I you know, I know you need them because you're deaf, but sometimes they do give shit away. Yeah. Okay, so who are some of your favorite characters or recurring characters? Um, favorite characters, um, I mean Pia. Obviously, Pia's a like I, I like Zoe Kazan in most things she's done. She was in The Big Sick, even though uh, she was maybe in that for like ten minutes and spent the rest of the time laying on a hospital bed. Uh, then she was in um that vignette in Bow to Buster Scruggs. I don't remember what that one was called, but it's like a bunch of people going west and. Uh, she runs off from the caravan and gets beset on by the natives and uh, has to have the the guy who's defending everybody uh, come save her. Have you watched yeah. Battle Buster Scruggs? Yeah, you made me watch that. I know. I, well, I make you I watch a lot it. of things, but I don't remember I if I make you watch everything. You make me watch 90% of things. There are some things I even try to get out of, Osmosis Jones, that you make me watch. <laughs> You're welcome for that. So, so you can hear. Um, oh fuck! What did? What, what was the thing that Caleb called out? Drix for saying like virus con Dios. That's it. Virus con Dios, which is virus with God. Oh God! <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Um, I like. Oh, look, it's giving it away. But I like. I I like Nick Brewer. I think he's a genuinely nice dude. Hold on, let me put a pin in this because i do want to say we are going to be talking full fucking spoilers for a tv series that we're both going to recommend so if you've gotten to this point and you are interested in watching it please fucking stop listening to this episode and then go watch it so we don't spoil it for you because that would suck for you That's okay go call. ahead all right yeah uh genuinely nick brewer like um it's re it's eventually revealed obviously through through the show that he didn't do anything mm -hmm. like maybe he had I think he had that one profile at uh, on Dater no said, he didn't even have that That's he turned out to be 100% squeaky fucking clean well no 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 because remember he got that notification on his phone and then the, the nosy bitch noticed oh, it oh yeah he like made a fucking feel better about myself because my wife is cheating on me profile and then like shut it down before anything happened. Oh no 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 because no, that was two years Isn't ago. That? that was two years ago. Or two years ago in context of the show. So that okay. was before he found out his wife was even cheating okay. on him. Okay. Okay so, sure. So he and I looked at the profile and it said fun and friends. So I'm like uh, okay like who eh. the fuck knows what that means? That's, that's such a gray area you know so I'm like, eh, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I like, mean, I'm not. I would not be really that cool with you creating a dating site profile for any category. Just so you know. Sure, which is why I told you that I probably have an OK Cupid, a Tinder, a Tinge, <laughs> a Bumble still out there that are prob potentially still active. 
but I have not used in years. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, yeah, he's a genuinely nice guy who seems to care about his family and, like, you know, gives his cheating wife a fucking second chance. So, I mean, the man was maybe not a saint, but, you know, he did some good stuff. Especially when uh, that one, the one volleyball player was like, hey, uh, I'm, I feel really uncomfortable here. And he's like, oh, okay, uh, I'll, go, I'll, I'll try to help, help this uh, move along. You know, he seemed like a, a genuinely stand-up guy. Agreed. They they take a long time throughout. Like, you assume at the beginning that he's you've led to believe that he's done these things, and like the only clips that you've seen of him are like fights and kind of like some ominous shit where like he leaves a sketchy voicemail, and so like you've got a lot of doubts, and then he like they take you down that path of believing that he's potentially bad. And then they walk you right the fuck back to where he's basically an all around good guy. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I like that. Well, and, and also, and Caleb and I talked about this when we watched the trailer for it, it's going to be like a reflection upon society of like, Hey, this guy potentially did some bad shit. Is, should he be killed for that? Is he, is he owed due process? Like, and then, of course, like, immediately, court of public opinion goes, what a fucking piece of shit. It was like, uh, it reminds me a lot of, like, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on there. Like, it seems like Amber Heard's either. the abuser. It seems like Johnny Depp's the abuser. Who the fuck knows? But, like, Amber Heard got out in front and said Johnny Depp is the abuser. So, of course, you know, court of public opinion goes with her. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fucking really difficult area to form snap opinions in because you never know the full story. Right. Um, characters that I liked was Pia, but only after Nick is taken because she is <laughs> literally awful at the beginning of her fucking episode. She's the first episode. She is I don't just... have any money, but what I do have <laughs> is a particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for someone like you. Good luck. Um, I like Nick, like you mentioned, and I also like the detective uh, Rashawn yep. Amir. I liked him. He seemed like I, a genuinely good guy. And then there's like, um, I mean, this person doesn't really matter that much, but I did like the girl that the older brother ended up talking to, like the the friend online mm. that ended up actually being a good person instead of a catfisher. I liked that girl. All right, who yeah. do you not like? Ben Park. 100% Ben Park, and then I had Dawn and her husband, but yeah. Well, right, and and that's obvious based off of how the show goes, but Ben Park is such a fucking vile piece of garbage. Like, he is the worst of what journalism is becoming. Like, um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Nightcrawler, and it's very much, like, he is very much yes. subscribed. Like, he watches a Nightcrawler and thinks that's, like, the way to go. It's like with uh, finance bros who whose favorite movie is uh, Wolf of Wall Street, where it's like, Ugh. man, I really want to be Jordan Belfort, and like his his favorite movie is fucking Nightcrawler, and it's like, man, I really want to be Louis Bloom. Like, no, hundred percent. Like, that's a great fucking point. Like, uh, his uh, his boyfriend, fiance, husband, I don't know, something. Uh, it, it, it's like, is this is this how you just are? And it's like. Yeah, I mean, like, I gotta get results. I gotta do well at work. And it's like, well, if this is how you get ahead at work, I don't like this. And then, uh, of course, that whole storyline is dropped as soon as this episode's over. And that's probably my 
biggest strike against the show is that there are some storylines that like fall by the complete wayside the second someone's episode is over. But I'm kind of okay with not having that resolved. I, in my head, can resolve it myself and don't need it spelled out for me. But I, I get your point. Sure. Um, what I have a favorite running gag or goof, which I didn't expect for this, but when I was watching it, uh, Pia watching the video a million times just herself and then telling everybody else not to watch it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, no, no, under any. I literally counted it in her episode. She watched it at least seven times, where she watched it and then was going to the video to see like the downloads or like the views. And I don't know if I mean it was a fucking it was a fucking trip. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if she saved the video down. I don't know if that was possible from that fucking fucking website. But like, <laughs> yeah, when she somebody said, when she fucking, just fucking recorded. The video playing on a screen and then watch the recording. Exactly. But no, she she's too stupid. She's just like, oh, my brother's going to die. Here, let me add like 10 <laughs> fucking views to the, to the video. <laughs> fucking shit show. Okay, what? Any favorite moments, episodes, story arcs? Um, I think episode six is probably the, like, because you watch episode six and you just go, holy fuck, this is the guy. This yeah. is it. We are it's done. All, the mystery is solved. admitted to everything. Like, it's fucking wrapped up bow on it. And then when they pull that rug out from under you and they're like, nope, I totally let Nick go. And you're like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is it then? And then your mind starts racing because then we start focusing on the, the elder son and this mysterious person who he's been messaging this whole time. And I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Why are they so interested in everything? It has to be the fucking killer. And then it yeah. turns out to be like a 15-year-old girl who has like fucking anxiety, so she doesn't go outside. And I was like, okay, well then it can only be one other person that I could possibly think of, that being uh, his friend Matt, who, you know, the probably fucking... killed him because yes. he raped somebody and was gonna tell tell people. 100% what I thought. And then, no, it's this fucking chick that works at the goddamn university i guess it's the university yep that we've seen like for maybe four minutes of total screen time i hate that it is it is that is the big strike against the show is Huge that i was strike. so invested and then it's just like nope it's somebody you like never expected like i hate when they do that it's it's fun. It's always funny. Like the joke is always like it's always the person you most medium expect. It's never the person you least suspect, and it's never the person you most suspect. This is this goes against that, where it's like I never would have considered suspecting this person ever under any circumstances because they are so inconsequential to the story that it doesn't matter. And exactly. That's the problem is that like there, and that's why I felt deflating is because there's no real satisfaction to that being the kid to her to don being the kill don and her husband being the killer because also we had no idea that don was even fucking married in the first place nope we barely even knew she existed and then that whole last episode focusing on her and seeing like what a fucking weird creepo she is is just like it was really really you said unsatisfying and that's the best word for it yeah it's supposed to paint her as like lonely unfulfilled you know, her husband, uh, her husband spends all the time in the garage building trains, <laughs> you know, 
Like, how sad is your life that your husband does that instead of wanting to hang out with you? Uh, I mean, then, my boyfriend plays video games, which I really don't care because I'm watching my TV. I'm good. But instead, I'm I still making give a you profiles. I still give you uh, the time of day when yes. it's our time to hang out. You even moved your Magic the Gathering recording for me. Yeah. So sweet. Such a good guy. Not going to go online and make a million dating profiles. So let's talk a little bit about that because that whole fucking like storyline was nuts when they found out that he had the profile and that one chicken that they discovered like all these profiles and like all these girls he was talking to. That shit was wild. Yeah. Well, and that's like the the most interesting part of the Ben Park profile episode. Is that, or like the, the Ben Park episode, not Ben Park profile. But I, I don't know why I said that. Uh, but like, it's like, hey, these companies just buy data in order to, to fill out profiles on their websites. So, you know, you know, you could be talking to a fake person at any time. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. I never would have thought about that. So there's probably like a thousand of my like fake dating profile files out there because, you know, they just bought batch data. Somebody just bought batch data to fill out profiles and just moved on. Well, you're going to get fucking brought in for a murder investigation, babe. I'll just point to the show and be like, hey, watch clickbait first and then come back to me. <laughs> I fought. I ugh, I fought. Gross. Um, There were a few characters that were like secondary that were in a lot of episodes that I did not care for. Um, The grandmothers I was not into. And I really did not like the kids, especially Kai. Like Kai annoyed the fuck out of me. Was Kai the one with the the fucking the, little orphan Annie haircut? Yeah, the door of the explorer hair. Yeah, that's it. He, I just, I don't know. There's a, there's a few characters that I'm endeared to. Like I liked, um, like I mentioned, Detective Amir. I thought they went through some interesting things with his character, and I actually really liked and was interested by the one part where he's like confronting the um, homicide detective, and he's like, "Just say why you don't like me," and it's, he's like, "Cause you're not a team player," and he's like trying to get this guy to say he's a racist I'm like see like you know you could just be a piece of shit person it might not just be because you're muslim like i get you're probably got like lots of microaggressions and people treating you like shit all the time for that but just maybe look at yourself also and say what am i doing wrong sure i don't know and then what was the other thing i was gonna say oh there's a few relationships that they develop nicely. One of them is with the homicide detective and Detective Amir. They go from kind of like adversaries to then eventually working well together. And that also happens with Sophie and Pia. Yeah. It was nice to watch that kind of develop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the relationships are interesting. I, I I think one of the shortcomings is, and, and main, mainly this has to do with it being a limited series, is like, there's not a lot of development there. Like, yeah, like once once the relationship hits a point, it's just like, oh, OK, we're done. Like we we never got a, re a resolution to Pia and Detective Amir, which I think is whatever. Uh, you know, it, it seems like Pia and Sophie are in a good spot. Yeah, but they're you know, family it, now. Yeah, it, it's I don't want to say those are unsatisfying, but it's like it, they leave in a really awkward spot. And maybe that's supposed to be like, hey, you know, we all, all we got is a slice of life of these people. That's it. Yeah. You're not getting anything else. You're not going to find out like, you know, it's not going to be like the the series finale of your favorite sitcom where you're like, oh, I hope everyone's happy and wonderful. 
It's just like, hey, you got a, a little part of these people's lives and now we're done. Well, they resolved the main plot or story or whatever. And anything else that was happening around that just kind of ended when the main storyline ended. Yeah. Um. So we talked about a couple things we don't like about the show. I am never, ever a fan of when they do like the text or whatever popping up on the screen instead of just showing it on the phone. Like there was a lot of that, like where the text and the word bubble just pops up like at different angles like on the screen it was just a little it took me out of it and then um the high school kid trying to get laid by helping pio was super creepy yeah that was weird uh, uh regarding the text bubbles like i think that's just something we're going to get over like i it's not my favorite thing either but also like they need to have the text on the screen so you can still see the actor react to the text messages because you yeah. still need to have that part of it. It's not great. I do. I wish there was some better way to handle it. But, you know, we live in the 21st century where our faces are buried in our screens. So, yeah, you're not wrong. That's the way it is. You're not wrong. All right. Is there anything that you would change or do differently with the show aside from making the killer someone who's actually involved with the series? Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it would be cool to Columbo the show. Or like, you know, not Columbo, but like, um, kind of like Murder, She Wrote, the show where it's like all the information presented to you is something that everybody else has information to. And you try to solve the, the murder case before everybody else does. Yes. That'd be cool. Uh, but like, yeah. So like, yeah, of course, Don being the killer or and her husband, Ed, being the killer is like, uh, that's not very Murder, She Wrote, but also like it. I guess it was just like a shock value kind of thing too. I was like, "Oh shit, it's these people." I, I never guess these people. Maybe like that's the point. Like it can be the person that you would never expect. So don't trust anybody with your fucking information. Yeah. Even like grandma, grandmother looking sad old ladies. Right. Like uh, you know, there there are people who are good at everything. You know, she she's good at her job. You know. Uh, you know, she she's lonely. She, yeah, sure, she's lonely, but like that means she's just good at her job going forward. And she can have a million dating profiles with your face, and then she can tell uh, some girl to go kill herself. So, like, so Nick had that dating profile set up. How did she message with people without him seeing it? Well, there is the dater profile, which yes, that one is like, how do you not know that your notifications are going off unless he deleted yeah. the app for some reason? That's the only thing that I could think of. And maybe she deleted the app for him. I don't know. Uh, they didn't show that, and I'm still very confused by that. But the other ones, like, yeah, she probably signed up with her own email. Yeah, And then that's... logged in, just did her own thing. Okay, is there anything else that you would like to talk about with this series before you tell me how you want to marry Bang and kill me? Uh, the acting, in general. I think Zoe Kazan's good. She's think, really uh, good, actually. I think um, the guy playing Nick, who you said was in the Entourage. Is he the main character of Entourage? Yeah, he's the main character in Entourage. See, I barely watched Entourage. Uh, I, I think didn't I watched get it, into it. I think I watched it one time while having sex. So <laughs> uh, there was that. Uh, like, Yeah, like he's good, but like everybody else is like uh, T Detective Mirror's uh, like solid, too. Like police is solid the family he doesn't have a whole lot of range to work with though on the show right the family though is where i'm like what 
is going on here? Who have you cast for this this show? They just all had very, I don't know, boring personalities, we'll say. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the way they were written in general. There, there just wasn't a whole lot of spark to any of them. Like Sophie, even when she was like having her plea to the killers, to the press, she was just very like clipped and very controlled with her speech. And I feel like maybe that's part of her character or maybe she can't act or I don't know. Maybe that's why the kids are as fucking awkward as they are, bub. Right. Yeah, that, and that'd be, like, the other big thing, other than, obviously, the ending. Because, like, the ending has to be satisfying. Uh, like, what was... I, com- I compared this a bit to Safe, the Michael C. Hall show, mm-hmm. uh, where he has a British accent for some fucking reason. But it's like, the end of that, the end of that show was very underwhelming, because it was just like, oh, this is it? And I think that's part of the problem, too, is that, like, you build up all these theories in your head. Like, I'm like, oh, it's Matt. Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's this girl. Like, it could be any multitude of people who who have done this. And then, you know, as everything narrows down, it's like, okay, we got to this point. And I think this, <clears throat> I think this is the worst part about that in, in the ending, because it's like, it's a person you never would have expected, like. Uh, there's another show that from Harlan that Harlan Coben wrote a book about, uh, with starring Richard Armitage, uh, The Stranger, mm-hmm. and it's like it turns out spoilers for The Stranger. It turns out it's like his best friend who's been helping him the entire time to kill his wife, and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of fucked. But like, I kind of understand. Like, you've kind of they've kind of built to that in a way, right? This had no real build up to the end, and maybe I'm missing it, and maybe there is a way that I could tell based off of like rewatching it because like um what was the other there's something else that i recently rewatched oh it was it was uh actually the oa season one when when we rewatched that we were like man because the big the big uh hubbub about that one was like why is there a random school shooter at the end and apparently it it had kind of been building to that the whole fucking time yeah they had had some little fucking um shit what's it called foreshadowing yeah yeah, they had some, like, news clips about, like, the school shootings in the area. And you're like, oh, okay, now it makes more I, sense. It was, like, I before... think it was something on the radio, some sort yeah. of, like, audio. But, yeah, in this, I feel like it's more frustrating in this because there were so many potential leads, so many things that seemed, like, viable options or ways that these people could have been responsible to then take a fucking way out that makes everybody be wrong so you can be right is kind of like you said unsatisfying and frustrating so yeah it's it's the one thing i will harp on forever with this show it's probably going to be the big negative to the show is the the ending i think once they do the ending it's well written like i i enjoyed the ending but you know like the lead up to like the conclusion is very sucky not sucky because it's still like it's still they still have their pocket but it's very deflating yeah i'd buy that for a dollar you hate that movie you can't make that reference bitches leave that's the same movie right that is the same movie hey i'm so smart okay bubby who do you want to marry bang and kill uh i want to kill you Mm-hmm. I want to uh, bang your dead corpse, and oh. I want to uh, marry your then-banged dead corpse. You actually said it. You're a fucking psycho. And it's true. 
If anybody uh, notices me going missing, look at the husband first, and then look at the bubby. No, just kidding. Look at the bubby first. There's no husband. I know that was a bad joke. Frody, Freudian slip, bubby. Bubby, it was a bad joke because they always Freudian say look at the husband slip. in the shows, but mine would be I don't have a husband, so it would have been the ex. And then you get it, you get it. I'm explaining it. Who do you want to marry, bang, and kill on the show? You if idiot. If you've made it this far in the show, uh, respond to the tweet, uh, the announcement tweet of this episode, saying, "Oh my god, uh, whether it's a Freudian slip or she's just making a reference." Uh, Bubby, do it. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, Bang Pia, even though I hate her haircut. Oh, she in their outfit is not my style, man. With like yeah. the high water jeans and the boots, like it's just weird. Boots with the fur, the fur, the whole <laughs> oh my god! Club so there was a guy I literally just her. told this story the other day. But when I was managing at the restaurant in Myrtle Beach, there was a guy that was my co-manager, and he was like a mid forties, overweight white guy. And he had that as his ringtone, but he also had a fucking tramp stamp, and it was just the funniest fucking thing. That's all. That's the whole um, story. Um, Every time I hear that song, I think of Andy and his tramp stamp. Okay, so bang Pia. Uh, I guess next would be kill, and I would kill uh, white grandma. Okay. Because she's awful. She's, she's just so, she's so awful. She's I mean, begging to be put out it, of her misery. I, I'm keeping Let's be this honest. straight, but like Ben Park would be the other kill if like yeah. we were going like general. But yeah, because uh, he is such a piece of shit. Like he's like the, one of the many reasons why humanity deserves to be just wiped out. Yep, Mary. I don't know. There's a lot of warts on a lot of these people. Like um. You know, his his first mistress that shows up makes up the fucking story about meeting him. Yeah. It's like, how? That's something. How the fuck does that happen? How do you not know that you didn't meet this man? Uh, Crippling and debilitating loneliness. I mean, possibly. And but a like, hyperactive you, imagination and sexual fantasies. Yeah, like, that was, that was... Well, that was what kept us believing that he was at least bad in some regard, because she said... That they were together physically, and it even showed, like, a video or, like, a clip of them together, like, intimately. So, like, we had believed wholeheartedly he had at least cheated on his wife at some point with this chick. And then fucking Ethan gets her to admit that she never did. Yeah. uh, So that was frustrating. Like, I never understood that direction from that character. Like, I just, I was just like, uh... Maybe, maybe Mary the artist who was like, I'm done with this fucking shit. Like, right? I'm not dealing with this fucking, like, that woman at least seems like she has her head on straight. I buy that. Okay, so I'm going to marry Nick because he's the most decent person on the show. Bang Roshan uh, Amir because I have to have two different people. And then kill either Grandma Dawn or Ben Park. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll get one, you get the other. Yeah, exactly. I thought you said we were going to say Grandma Dawn, and then you threw up a secondhand Ben Park, and I was like, well, between the two of us, we've got them covered. Yeah. All right, that's it, Bubby. You did it. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. This is going to be a very short episode for you. That's fine. It's 45 minutes. That's pretty good, considering it's an eight-episode limited series. Like, that's a decent amount of jabberjawing. That's true. Uh, Oh, God. How the fuck does jabberjaw talk? I don't know. Do you know? Are you aware of jabberjaw? 
I mean, I'm sure it's in my brain for some reason. Uh, it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where he was a talking shark. No, I think I was thinking about Jabber Jays from uh, The Hunger Games, which I just watched the trilogy of. Uh, well, I guess it's not a trilogy. He was in Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yeah, I probably know it from that, too. That, that's Whatever. why you should know him. That's that's not wrong. All right, so next month, Drew Hallam is going to come on, and we are going to talk about The Haunting of Fly Manor. Don't say anything, Bubby. He hasn't seen it. So I'm going to be watching that for a third time. Shut up. He could be listening. No spoilers. Don't ruin anything for him. Zip it. Uh, and that's it. Do you have anything you want to add, my love? I do, but you won't let me say it. Hey, smart cookie. Okay, well, that's it then, motherfuckers. Bye. Change what's the whole